Welcome back to Kind of Funny's Game of Thrones, the final season in review. I'm Tim Geddes. This is Andy Cortez. That's Kevin Coelho over there. We got Nick Scarpino and joining us once again, the keeper of plot, the explainer of scenes, Andrea Renee. What's good, everybody? How you guys doing? Well, I, who's talking? I can't see you. It's too dark. It's too dark. <laughs> it's too dark. It's <laughs> too much banding you. on your face. It's too dark. <laughs> oh before, my gosh. before we even get into the episode, I, I do want. I want to have a Gary Widow moment for <laughs> a second so and go on dark. a rant. HBO needs to step its shit up. We've been talking about it this whole season about how there's compression issue, issues and this and that, and they've been a minor annoyance. But it was at the point that this is affecting the show. Mm. This is this mm. made the episode worse because you couldn't see what's going on. Sure, for production reasons, like yeah. it was dark and like they were trying to hide a lot of things. But instead of hiding things, we see just color banding, pixelization. Yeah, so I don't think it was necessarily that it was so dark, although yeah, that was an issue with some of the indoor stuff, especially when Arya was like sneaking around like the, I guess they have a library whatever the fuck the main hall was, wherever the sorting hat is kept in Winterfell. <laughs> um, but what was an issue was that they, I think they were like, with this, we, we are not seeing anything in the background, so we need to add layers of fog up front and that whatever that fog was just was not great and, and like Andy nailed it I was literally looking at like three bands of gray the entire time they were outside the entire time it, and it it's was, like even in scenes that weren't that when the dragons fly up it yep. just looks like they're in a sky of colors because instead of it being black the, it just, the compression is just horrible those flying Fogs scenes were rough and fire. Although there was yeah. a couple moments where they broke through where we saw stunning shots of the oh, dragons yeah. just stunning. looking at each other. I can't other. wait to see and it in 4K at, HDR yeah. eventually. This is why HDR matters. This exact episode. And it just sucks that HBO can't get their shit together. But, but, I mean, HDR, I paid double. I'm paying for HBO but, but now the, go and for Amazon and it still looks this fucking shitty. Yeah. But the thing is this, I don't think that HDR is going to help because I think that this was purposely done to mask a lot of the fa- the effects it, and stuff. It's going to help. Yeah, for so I don't know much. that it's going to make it look better though because I think will. you're going to see a lot of the a, a lot of the flaws in the image now Dude, if it's crisper. I, I've seen so many things now in HDR versus non-HDR. This is a problem of HDR. That will solve so much of this. This was shot on the Ari Alexa. Like, th- th- we know that the oh, data is there. there. I just wonder if, I would love to talk to their post-production supervisor and be like, I'm sure they're fucking what furious. What did you do that? I don't know if they're furious or if they're like, if they looked at the image and was like, well, this doesn't look good enough, we need to add a bunch of shit to this. I, I the, really the don't problem, think that's the, the case. The problem yeah. is that like, it's, it's not that like, it looks bad because they made it like they put too much on it. It's just HBO streaming services are absolute trash. It did such a disservice it's to this. I guarantee totally the directors the and post production, everyone's looking at this like it's not our fault, guys. This yeah, fucking maybe. sucks. But yeah, anyway, it will be cool to see that. That's just go ahead and render it out like at four times the amount next time. Get some <laughs> yeah. better well, maybe, they maybe they couldn't like, push that streaming. much. Maybe they couldn't push that much bandwidth because it was an hour and seven hundred <laughs> minutes long. <laughs> so getting into it, it is Game of Thrones, the final <laughs> season, episode three, Battle of Winterfell. First aired April twenty eighth, twenty nineteen. Directed by Miguel Sapochink, who's the same person that did The Gift, Hard Home, Battle of the Bastards, The Winds of Winter. Some of, if not the best episodes of the show ever made. All the big battle episodes. Uh, and written by David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, who are the show's creators and main directors, have also written over half of the episodes of the show total. Just want to note that the official title for the episode was The Long Night. The Long Night was the name of it. I just Googled it and Google proved me an idiot. You know what I mean? That's right. That's right. Google stuff. Just guess. Um, in a <laughs> runtime of one hour and twenty-two minutes, a brisk one hour and twenty-two minutes. It's, I've never been more bored by a battle scene in my goddamn life. I, I wasn't. Oh, thank you so much for saying it, Tim. I, I've been holding it in. It was such a disappointment. Just out the gate, I was like, 
Really? You're going to do the Dothraki like that? Wow. Was, I think that was Why? the best Nothing moment of the entire that? thing. That yeah. was a cool moment. Yeah. Except for, oh, wait, hold on. The most important person out there. Oh, yeah, Jorah's coming back. It's the like, guy that was right, the great. front, the guy that was leading yeah, the whole thing. Exactly. Was like, Fuck, we fucked up. Yeah. I, like, I do love that moment. Haters, I like when they no. came back. There was like two horses and then another Dothraki and then Jorah, and he was like, Yeah, no words. Just turn around. We'll get to that scene. Don't worry. Its biggest problem is that, like, in the first 20 minutes, you want one? And like, no, and it, there's a cool candy. little buildup of like, oh shit, it's about to go down. That one shot was beautiful. It was awesome. And then we hit, they start attacking, and it's like, oh, they're fucked. And then it's just an hour of people that can't fight against these guys somehow holding on, and it just doesn't seem plot believable. Armor, baby. Plot armor. That's, yeah. That, yeah. Is, that episode True. should have been called plot armor. All right. So the first scene of the long night begins with a lot of like, the first 10 minutes really. Or this big setup, this anticipation, this and fear. And I thought this stuff was great. Yeah, I would argue that the first, some how, many, how long was it? Hour and 22. I would argue that the first hour and 21 minutes were set up. Mm. <laughs> okay. That's a hot take. Yeah. Um, so we've got a little bit of everybody in this opening scene. We've got Samwell and Tyrion and Bran with Lady Karstark and Theon, Sansa, Brienne and Pod. And then we go to quick tight shots between Grey Room Tormund Barrick. So I have a cough drop in my mouth. You're like, what is she chewing on? <laughs> Why is she um, eating breakfast? No, it's a cough drop to keep me from coughing the whole show. Um, Gendry, Eddie, and Samwell. And then we get a shot of Jorah and Ghost. Why is Ghost hanging out with fucking Jorah? It makes no fucking sense. But also, sense. why oh. do we not see Ghost the rest of the episode? I guess he died. He ran no, out in the no. beginning no, no, no. of the battle he, and then never came back. He does not back. die. There's a shot of him at the yeah. end. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Here, right. Here's my thing right. about this episode as a whole is we went into this battle. We've seen amazing battles. This guy's directed amazing battles. With the most amount of cool toys and cool things they could have used, and I feel we got a third of them. We didn't get the, maybe. the wall thing. We didn't get the fucking wall thing. The wall we didn't thing. Get we, blade saw hand. It, we saw it several we times on yeah. the wall, but they yeah. never released it. Nobody released. We it. We had dragons. Oh, what? Are, what are fucking yeah. John and Daenerys doing for half the episode? Good Flying around in, in like, a blizzard, I well, guess. They, so. If you remember, <laughs> if you remember, the, the, the plan wasn't to beat the army. The plan was to kill the Night King. So it was it was very much catch the golden snitch and end the game early. Like yeah, but that, I was, feel the, like that very, was the idea. Very quickly they're like, "Oh fuck, we need to burn the army." And sh- they start attacking. Well, they the, did like, at first army. and then I think they saw that they they realized the night king was out there on the dragon and mm-hmm. they look they have a moment where they look at each other and go, "Cool, let that's the goal." Right. And then he smartly was like, "I'm just going to bring in some fog and now yeah. you're fucked. I have outfought you." You're dumb, proving once again that everyone in the Starks and in, nor- in the North <sighs> are tactically inept when Dude. it comes to well, all this shit. Before that moment even well, happens, though, the weather, though. I mean, like, we get to see. Who knew that he could do that? We see what I think is one of the real MVPs of this episode show up. So, as the they're mm. panning across all mm. these different people preparing for this battle to commence. We see Sir Staring Davos into the darkness of the void. on the top of the battlement looking out, seeing a lone rider approaching the armies. Of course, that lone rider, Melisandre, the Red Woman, coming back. We all knew that she was going to make an appearance at this season at some point. Um, glad that she came when she did. So she, it was dark as she got yeah. she brought, she light. brought light. Yeah. And it was yeah. like, oh, thank exactly. God, we're going to be able to see some stuff. Yeah, she approaches Jorah. Jorah, rightfully so, is like wary of her why she's a- approaching at this moment. And she's like, tell the Dothraki to lift their swords and then she lights them all ablaze. It was a really cool really moment. Cool. Awesome. Really cool. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> and used in a really cool way of being like, man, this is a menacing threat that just killed all of the Dothraki. No, I, I and Jordan. I love that. I, yeah. I love that. You, you made a joke when this started, like the Dothraki can go out like that. What a great 
terrifying moment mm-hmm. where they ride. I, we, I, we can go. Yeah, no. But. So she says, so she has a moment with Jorah after she lights them all on fire. She They say, open the gates and let Mel- Melisandre in. Of course, Sir Davos is ready with his sword because he had promised he would execute her if she ever showed her face again, right? And then she says, no need to execute me. I'll be dead before the dawn, which Baller. of course is foreshadowing. Um, in a re- really weird way, because the way she dies is not what I expected it to be. Not at all. But and then the battle begins, and I have in my notes the Dothraki poofs out, like there's just like like someone snuffed a candle. That, I I love that shot because you get them riding off, and then you see the wide shot from like John and uh, Daenerys' perspective of the army separating and the spear of fire going into the void of darkness, and then you see it from uh, what's it, what Grey Worm's perspective? Is that I, I think it's mm-hmm. I think it was Jamie and um, Brienne you see in the void. Yeah, you see it from some perspective where it's just all the fire going into the void, and then one by one beautiful. just going out, so and you beautiful. stop hearing the screams. That's yeah. the most terrifying thing. Beautiful, and also, like, I got angry about it the yeah. second time Absolutely. I watched it. Oh, no, no, it's beautiful. These are arguably, but it makes no like, damn Kevin's damn the best sense. fighters here, yeah. right? Why would you yeah, send them into the void? that's why it's terrifying. They're dead. The Unsullied are gone now, too, right? Yeah, but then why are there I, some I random horses Separate running back? And, and they don't explain how Jorah just magically escapes when he's running with well, the no, Vanguard? We get, we get one shot of the guys looking this way, and then... As they as it starts to illuminate, like what's in front of them, he looks up and it's the giant, and they just then it cuts away from that. It was terrifying. Yeah. They're just like, oh, sh-. there's a yeah. one moment of oh shit, like what do we just get ourselves yeah. into, and then dead. I love it. I saw a great tweet that was like, did anybody tell the Dothraki, the Dothraki what they were fighting? No, no, we didn't. <laughs> like, like, it just, I mean, it felt that way in worlds, though. Yeah. But like, that, that yeah. is not, that's bad writing. This episode reminded me of like some of the worst parts of season seven, where it was just like, everyone made fun of them when they went beyond the wall and we're all just there for way too long fighting. It's like, this seems unbelievable, but at least it's cool. Yeah. This is just like some of the worst strategy I've just ever seen. Well, I mean, I, I don't know uh, old school like battle strategy, but like it makes sense to send your forward guard out if you if they can see what the fuck they're about to fight. But mm-hmm. in this, I'm like, why would you just send them randomly into darkness? Why wouldn't you just because they have the catapults behind them. So the idea is you're always supposed to, I guess you're supposed to send the, the horse mounted cavalry forward as they're catapulting over so that it can cause chaos. But you'd also think like maybe you're going to hit some of your troops with it if you don't know what the fuck you're firing at or where you're going. This right. seems dumb. It just, yeah. Also, cavalry like- should be used probably to flank as well. So send them around and drive them into the, the people. I don't know. It's crazy. Again, I have no fucking idea what I'm talking General about. General Nick Scarpino. <laughs> no, Tactically, I never, I never want to risk him in my life. The Battle of the Bastards showed that they can have strategies and stuff be communicated to the audience and then shown that they're doing the thing and you believe in it. And yeah. then when characters are in trouble and they, there has to be an outside force to help, when that outside force comes in, you're like, this makes sense. Yeah, it feels, it feels right. earned. Yeah, so I was I was upset about that whole scene. I didn't like it. Um, but then they cut away to... Their favorite move, the cutaway. Well, I mean, first off, the, the wall of ice, which becomes this like um, pervasive like blizzard-like conditions over the battle... Um, it gets sent out, and then we cut to Danny and John up on the ridge with the dragons. Um, the and, wall of compression. And Wait, Daenerys, I, like <laughs> rightly so, after seeing her entire Kalasar just like poofed out of existence, is like, I'm going down to help because she, her Unsullied army is the next in line, mm-hmm. right, to get rolled over by the army of the dead. And this is when John's like, um, you know, we are waiting for the Night King isn't here yet. Like, where are you going? And she's yeah. like, kind of like, fuck you. I'm taking my dragon. And we're yeah. going to go light some shit on fire. There, there was that moment where they have the sort of overhead shots showing all of the armies that are there. And I had a, a thought to myself, like, oh, there's a lot more 
you know, we might pull this through. There's a lot more people. We got this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have a lot more than I thought there was. But you also get to see just how how widespread the Army of the Dead is and just how massive it is. Yeah. As they're coming, like, this massive wall, almost like a, like a tsunami mm-hmm. of, like, dead soldiers. Very World War Z. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Just ru- like running very fast at each other and climbing over each other and not afraid to make a wall but or like, a bridge out of each other. But once they hit the actual wall, I feel like they were like, hey guys, we got them on the ropes. Let's slow down. Let's only send one at a time through yeah. these little things. It's yeah, like, it, right. was, it, was, it was interesting. So after seeing what happened to the Dothraki, Arya turns to Sansa and says, you must go to the crypt. You have to get the fuck out of here. Like, you don't know how to fight anybody. We need to have one of us survive. And then she hands Sansa a dragon glass dagger, and Sansa's like, I don't know how to use this. And then classic line from Arya, stick them with the pointy end. Fuck yeah. Which was awesome. Also, maybe another tactical error. If you are battling someone who can raise the dead, don't hide in a crypt. I mean, maybe. That's why... all last episode, they're like, ah, the crypt's safe. It's like, yeah. no, it's not. But I mean, it I didn't, was. I didn't think about it. important Because was. we have a lot of setup with Tyrion. Like, we have drilled it into your head that Tyrion cannot fight. He is fucking useless. And then she hands him the dagger, and you're like, it's his moment to shine. He's going to save someone. It's going to be great. Cut and away. he just hides. <laughs> I feel like they wanted to do a lot more with this episode and just didn't, weren't able to pull it off. And it sucks because sucks. they spent a lot of time with the battle outside. And not enough time with the characters that I think we, they didn't give the characters great moments. No. Uh, with the exception of you know Arya, who I think uh, her and the Red Witch I think stole a show this episode. I think it was there. Samuel died like fourteen times. Samuel <laughs> didn't die. Sam, at one point they just cut to they him, like, all died. You don't like have anything else times, you do. You just laying down on a pile of fucking bodies, just snapping. I'm like, you should have just taken a nap. <laughs> oh my god. I would have done. I would have done the classic hide under the bodies and just relax. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't have been a bad strategy, but all right, so let's keep moving here. So we get a lot of cutaways with Theon and Bran where like nothing happens until the very end. So I'm just going to briefly go over this. They're basically like tensely looking at each other. That's about it. Um, Apparently also then, that's where all the archers were because well, instead of having archers with dragon glass like shooting into the, the they thing. Had they had archers just, on the they wall. Did, they they had like four archers. I would have oh been like, where's gosh. the battalion of archers like destroying these people from, from well, an elevated position? Well, they needed to protect Bran. He was like, Why? he was the number one guy to protect. <laughs> I get it. Because, because he's, he's the, the three-eyed raven. That's literally the only reason they won. So they needed to protect him. That's yes. fair. Um, exactly. Also, really quick, we did get that moment where Bran is like, all right, I'll see you later, dude. I'm going to go on a journey. Oh, yeah. and something cool is going to happen. Into the birds. Something cool is going to happen. And then that was it. Nothing happened. Yeah, it was like, all right, well. What a bizarre choice. Yeah. Like, it, do you think we're going to get something in the next three episodes that explains what I Bran was doing? Don't answer that question. We'll hold it for the end. Because right. that's something okay. we should absolutely discuss, but we have a lot cool. more to get go through before we get there. Also, let me just uh, give advice to the sure. to these armies, right, in hopes that they're listening for this final battle that's going to come up at the end of the season. The last the end of the series. Uh, well, I guess it wouldn't work for these normal armies, but like for these walkers, I have another like you know. I thought of blade hands, right? I mm-hmm. thought of blade hands, right? shooting. I, didn't see that. I thought of shooting blade hands with a catapult mm-hmm. into the crowd, but also I was thinking like have a bunch of horses with just one like giant fucking plank of wood or something. You know, like maybe I three that's horses, how horses work. Giant plank of wood in the front in of the them. Middle. Yeah, like, like a really wide carriage. It's in front of them, yeah. And and it just has spikes. You know right? what they need? And you just run forward. You know what they sure. really need is they need the uh carriages from Gladiator with the spikes on the side of the wheels. Yeah. So oh, they go yeah, by yeah, people and cuts people's heads good. off. Yeah. yeah, that'd be cool. He, I really feel like immediately they should have been like, Oh shit, let's cut down all the trees and just layer and layer of like burning trench and we'll set it all off. 
and then like let's also, see them get past that. Terrible, terrible planning with the whole. It we're in winter, it's cold, and we only have one way to light these goddamn trenches, which is the, and dragon. it's the dragons. <laughs> That's it. It's well, I mean, they obviously improvise. So let me go back to where we were at here because I don't want this to devolve into chaos. Um, <laughs> so we get back to the battle um, after seeing Theon with Bran and in the God's Wood, and we get the first death of the episode where they're in the thick of the fighting, and you've got Samwell who has no business being out in the fight, um, getting overwhelmed by uh, whites, and then mm. Eddie comes to his rescue. And in that uh, moment, Eddie then gets stabbed through the chest and is the first death of the Battle of Winterfell. Guess his watch has ended. Uh, mm-hmm. No, he comes back. Are you trying to be cheeky? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, dude. That was, it was like it was rough because Eddie's like made it through a lot of shit, man. Yeah, yeah but I feel was like, like he was but one of the most. We all knew he was gonna like, die. Yeah. We all predicted it. Yeah. So. yeah, like he was one of the most easiest. Like, okay, Kill he's dead, and it's like, oh look, it's this important. Him moment. and Cyclops. Like, nah. I was like, these guys aren't lasting through this episode. Yeah, Cyclops. And, Cyclops. and then we get the first scene with Danny and Yo. John in the sky in this blizzard. They spent a lot of time flying around in this blizzard, where they kind of like run into Crash each other in the middle of the sky. Yeah. Like, yeah, dragons trying to fuck. They, they knew he fuck. was coming. It'd be cool if uh, Bran had gotten. <laughs> Like figure out uh, the Night King's over here, and then gone to them, and then like you know little birds, and be like, oh man, they're just like, or he just spells out, follow me with birds. Just something. I agree. It would have been fun for Brand to partake a little bit more there for sure. Anything to do after what's his face falls off his dragon, Jon Snow. Like it would be really cool if. Um, Brandon jumped in there and started helping. Yeah, know, taking out With some the of these crows. whites, or if he had yeah. like warged into ghosts or something. So, or something. So clearly, the, the, the ground forces are in free fall, and mm. uh, Grey Worm, who's commanding the Unsullied Army, who are really in the thick of it, is realizing that we need to do a full retreat, and so they echo retreat, retreat, retreat um, across all of the troops, um, and they start to pull back into the castle, um, and the Unsullied are there to protect the retreat. And this is a really interesting moment, I think, for. Grey Worm particularly because we have always known the Unsullied to be these fearless warriors who feel no pain. Down to the first time when we met the Unsullied mm-hmm. where their master literally cut a nipple off one oh, of the guys to demonstrate that they feel no pain. They 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 show no pain or fear. And like there was straight up fear yeah. in Grey Worm's eyes in this episode. Well, of him, you, like, yeah, you also get that he's looking at his troops and realizing that they're dead. Well, they're his brothers, they're right? Like, like since they've been freed, they've yeah. like developed this camaraderie. They're no longer just these faceless soldiers. They're people. Did they not start a, retreating? No, they well they, they were. I, I know that they were. They started. The they started slow, which I thought was really cool. They have a moment where yeah. they start calling it out, and they one by one step back. Yeah. So they're stepping back and falling back, and I'm sure some of them did. But the idea was that they were parting ways as yeah. people came. Right. The front guard came back and to, to retreat. And obviously, yeah, the idea was that they were going to all funnel back in. But if you remember, Grey Worm at one point looks realizes that they're fucked and pulls the the drawbridge and it pops right. up, leaving literally like maybe 2,000 of his people in front of him. To, and he stays out there, too. And you're like, oh, he's dead. And then you see him well, later. Well, he stays the castle. on the, like, the oh, right side of the drawbridge. Yeah, he's on the other side. Yeah. yeah. But he has not I think he had a lot of great moments in this, especially the one that's coming up. Yeah. yeah. So um, I have here that I mean, he about had, the retreat. He had cool moments when there was the scene where he's fighting mm-hmm. and just taking people down. It's like, oh, this is awesome. And like then he gets overwhelmed, then it cuts away, and then I guess. But I, thought, I thought it was really sad. I thought he played it great. That actor, I don't know the actor's name, but I love when he's looking out and he just has to. He comes to the. You see it; it's very subtle, but he comes to the realization that he's like, 
shit, I got to pull the bridge. My guys yeah. are fucked, but I got to do this. And he just does it. He calls the fleet order and everyone in front of him is just dead. They're gone because they can't get over it now. Yeah. And, and the, now they want to light it on fire. <laughs> I think it's super impactful because of that and how far the Unsullied have come with Daenerys and everything that they've been through and um, the decision that really falls on his shoulders as the commander to to make that call. But then, you know, they the, the Unsullied that are left on the other side make the call to bring Melisandre out to the trench because... Daenerys can't see the signal from Davos to come and light the trench. The archers aren't lighting the trench. Even the guys with the torches who are running out are getting overwhelmed by the whites. And so they're like, can Melisandre make her magic happen again? And so they form a protective barrier That's around cool. her like to that. bring her out to the trench. And like, what an amazing like pyrotechnic cool. moment yeah, to get that cool. entire trench around That's Winterfell cool. to light it, up. Like, the, the tension was so high in that moment because she couldn't get it up right away. And it was just... Well, that was a nice performance yeah. issue. Yeah, she did. Well, I think she did a great job too because she's always so. She's only had very rare moments of like of of where her confidence has faltered in this entire series. She's always like, "This is what's happening." The Lord of Light is telling me what's going on, <clears throat> but she has a moment where she she's praying and she's focusing, and then she her concentration gets broken because they're just overwhelming the guards next to her and then she has to refocus on it and then it breaks again and then she finally like focuses on it and lights up that thing. Real oh, cool. That was really really cool. And I also thought, I was like, oh, she's going to die. This is the moment where they kill her. No, no, no. This ain't it. No, no, no. No, they're able to to successfully retreat back into the castle. So now this is where we cut to the crypt. And this is the first like big scene we get of everybody that's down in the crypt. But also Red Woman, maybe just uh, fucking jog out there. Give us a little hustle, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. She <laughs> just walked out. <laughs> walking out here. Show okay. me some hustle, Doc. Let's go. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? She, was, ne- she was never in AYSO soccer. Let's put it that way. I'm with you there. Um, so we have Sansa, Tyrion, and Varys who are down in the crypt. Um, and Miss Sandy is kind of off to the side. So they're having a moment where Sansa and Tyrion are kind of reflecting on everything. And she, you know, they talk about, you know, maybe we should have stayed married. And she's like, it would never have worked. And you were the best of them. She said, yeah, (laughs) you were the best of them. And it was interesting because when John and I were watching it, he thought she meant you were the best of the husbands that she's had. And I thought she meant Uh, you were the best of the Lannisters. Lannisters. I think it was meant to be both. I thought it was husbands. I thought it was husbands. I I didn't think Lannisters Joffrey, uh, what's his name? Little finger. Um, no. No, little finger was never she was never betrothed to him, so she Ramsey, had Ramsey. Ramsey, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, and Tyrion. I think it was meant to be a weird double thing. Yeah. Because it definitely I got the Lannister thing as well. I really liked this scene, take just looking at it as its own thing, not necessarily in the whole episode. It, doesn't it get then spoiled by um Masande being like, well, then Washington wouldn't be around, right? Yeah, it, it does. Like, why, and, why and I'm with you. Like, in my second yeah. watch through, I thought it was petty of her to say that because yeah. they're clearly having a moment of levity mm-hmm. in the face of their imminent death where she's like, hey, like, we had a connection. And then they make this joke about, oh, it never would have worked. Your divided loyalties, you know, to, to the Dragon Queen and then Miss Sandy stands up and is like, well, without the Dragon Queen, you'd be dead already, so you wouldn't have any problems, I guess, would you? To which which I would have replied, hey, day ain't over yet. (laughs) Right? We might be fucking dead. But but I do also think that, like, Miss Sande is like, call her by her fucking name. (laughs) Like, yeah, because I think like her saying, "Oh, well, you queen. know, fucking dragon queen over here." I think that's like, kind of like a a slight, yeah. like just call her by her name, dude. It's like I was know? calling him Game Over Grady. It's like no, yeah. we're, we're being assholes yeah. when we do that. <laughs> but I get tensions are high and everybody's like stressed out and upset. So it was a, it was an interesting interesting moment between them. And so then we cut back to Theon and Bran where they actually have their first conversation. Where Theon, of course, wants to get this incredible guilt off of his chest to Bran, being like, "I." Just want you to know, and Bran kind of stops and is like, "Listen, I know what you're going to say." Um, 
everything you did has led you to this moment to where you're supposed to be in your home. And I think that really meant a lot to Theon to have that kind of, I don't know, closure, forgiveness, redemption. All the things. Theon's been on kind of this redemption track like the entire series. Um, And I I think that he's atoned for what he did. Was it terrible he and bad? Burned yeah. some kids alive. I think he's got to die. He killed everyone in the castle. Yeah, like, he's a everyone piece of shit. that he was in the castle. He the kids alive, did he? I thought he no, killed no. them and then burned their bodies out. No. Does that make it better? No. Yeah. He's still bad. Yeah. No, but I do love this because he apologizes. He's like, I'm really sorry for the things I've done. And he's like, There's no. Mm. Everything you've done brought you here and you're right where you're supposed to be, which what is. What you have to say, Barrett? Which I thought was really good. He claimed to burn the smallest Stark alive, but he knew that the bones were somebody else's. He knew that the two youngest Stark boys lived. Yeah. And that was like season one or two or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Remember he has that great speech where he's like, where are you all going to fight? And then someone just hits him over the head. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, we don't like you, dude. Yeah. You suck. And they all got is- skin alive. Those guys that were with him. Yeah. Great. Right. Ramsey fucked them all. Yeah. Ramsey's the man. worst. And then he killed everyone in the castle. <clears throat> Um, Great. <laughs> well, we're not going to dedicate any of the show to Ramsey. He is dead and gone. Um, <laughs> although, so, although I did watch The Dirt again over the weekend, and he's in it as Mick Mars. Fantastic. Oh, why did you watch it again? Because my wife hadn't seen it. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was like, let's watch it again. It was fun. It's a good movie. So anyway, Bran <laughs> he says, I'm going to go now. And this is when he starts to warg into the Ravens. I'm going to go now. You just little shit. Yeah, this this was like super disappointing. Like the, him warging into the Ravens and then flying into the storm and then we never see those we Ravens again. We have ghosts on the battlefield. We have all, all of our fan favorite warrior characters. We have three dragons. One of them's an ice dragon. And and you you're, you go into some birds and don't really do anything. You know what it's like? It's like you're at an industry party and you're talking to someone you don't want to talk to and you're like, I gotta go to the bathroom real quick. But you don't have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, he, he just, just didn't want to talk to Theon. He just didn't want to talk to Theon anymore. He's like, Dan, I, I don't I really have go, much man. to say to you, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Theon's, it's a beat and Theon's like, you're... You're still here. Yeah, like <laughs> you're just making your eyes go. So like, what do you, what do you, what do you, what are your plans after this, man? Like, oh, I gotta go, bro. Like, you guys trying to get some food after this? It was like, I gotta work, bro. I gotta work, go. dude. I gotta work out. I'm working out. But, but after this moment is when we finally get to see the Night King on top of Viserion in the sky because we hadn't yet seen the Night King in the battle, confirming that no, he did not fly to King's Landing. Cool reveal. I mean, like seeing him there was was shocking to me. At least I thought, like for sure. Having not seen him that long in the episode, I'm like, oh, he ain't here. Seeing him there, I'm like, oh shit, this changes everything. But then, yeah, yeah. But then I have in my notes in capitals, why aren't they fighting? Because if this is like the battle and it's begun, um, you know, why wouldn't the Night King like bring Viserion down there? And I think after reflection on it, he clearly knows that Daenerys and Jon are out there with the other two dragons. Yeah. And he's just biding his time because like the warriors down in the field mean nothing to him. Yeah, right? he does no rush. But, yeah. but I just, but why bide your time? Like you, you're on this dragon. You can just da- land there, burn everyone, and it's not like dragon fire is going to kill you. They prove that later. So just like, why not just go and end this? Get the dude. Well, yeah. that's been the whole series. Like, why, why are the they just walking? Like, why can't they run? They're not humans. Well, they, they get can tired. Run. Yeah, <laughs> I think the idea is like their fate is inevitable, and he doesn't need to rush it because he's mm. like, I'm going. I know I'm going to beat you until it's, the it's last like, moment. It's like, every, it's like every villain in the movies where they turn the corner, they walk after yeah. you. It's like, ah, or why they yeah. detail their plan for thirty minutes mm-hmm. to the person that's being held captive instead of yeah. just killing the. I captain, just feel like or? I feel like out of all the people in in all of Game of Thrones, he's the only one that actually has some sort of plan, and he stuck to it. <clears> he was like, like, I'm going to bring in the fog. They're going to. It's going to get confused. I'm going to wait until we wear every single person I could possibly defend 
brand down in the castle. Then I'm going to fucking bring my dudes in who are here. The, the fucking ring wraiths or whatever they have behind them. We're going to come in. We're just going to walk in like bosses and no one's going to be able to talk to us about it. But I mean, if that was the plan, then, then just wait even longer. Well, he did. Because inevitably, if he just chilled. But here was his plan. Here was his for plan. For long enough, a, everyone would be dead. Wear, wear everything down. B, the second everyone was pretty much dead. And your army was almost destroyed. Guess what? Snap your fingers. Bring everyone yeah. that was on the other team back, and then you're and then you've dominated and you've surrounded the castle. And you just walk in like you want. I think it was a great plan, and it totally would have worked too if it wasn't for those kids. Those darn kids. Or that darn kid. Um. So this is when we see um the the army breaching the fire trench. Oh, maybe this is my note about why aren't they fighting? So we see this standoff, right? It reminded me a lot of that scene where. The, the band of guys was on the island, it, uh, on yeah. the frozen lake, and all and of the white there. walkers were on the other side, and the whites, and they were just waiting, waiting them out, essentially. So we see the army on the other side of the fire trench just standing there, staring out. Mm. And in my mind, I'm like, yo, dog, what happened to those catapults that you were firing just, like, one round of? Like, mm, yeah. why aren't you, like, throwing Molotovs into yeah. their... Why don't they have grenades right? or, like, well, archers? Grenades, why don't they have you know archers? I mean? Rocket fucking launchers. Well, well I, mean, I get that. We Molotov got that. Molotov cocktail is something they could definitely exactly. have. Yeah. That's yeah. What I'm saying. Well, we yeah. saw that it was cold, and we saw that fire is having a, a hard time, like, when it hits. It doesn't yeah. light things on fire. So I believe that. But it is a, there is a moment where they're just staring at him like, we'll just have to take a break. And you're like, why are there yeah. not archers with tar and shit? Like, do they not understand siege warfare? And I know. Yeah. I know that they're they in the fucking castle. But y'all have dragons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Burn them all But out. at this point, uh, they're still lost in the storm, right? That's the idea. stupid ass yeah. dragons. Yeah. You have one job. Yeah. Um, Burn things. Don't get lost. I, just, I think the catapults were outside him. of the wooden Yeah, the rings. catapults are gone. Yeah, so the, they were... The like, catapults are, have already been overtaken yeah. at this point, but the archers on the wall should have been able to do something. It's which just, they kind of were, but they no, weren't. but it's weird that they definitely, for sure, take a break, because at one point, like, when they start doing the bridge over the fire, they're like, hey, everybody, man your position. It's like, yeah. why the fuck were you manning your position yeah, a minute they're ago? They're not going to stop. We didn't stop them. Yeah. They're there. I can see them. I'm looking at that guy right there. He's also, like, they're not fucking moving. Just get a long stick and, like... Like put it through the fire and then poke them. Yeah, you know? poke. I know. That, that, that is the one thing that they failed to do in this was the bottleneck and poke. I feel yep. like that would have been a real good strategy. It's too many people. Nobody had spears no, except they, for the Unsullied. They showed them fucking World War Z and like... Oh, uh, that was intense. No, this next part where there's... Because it's very subtle. They're standing there for a second and then one dude lumbers out and just drops into the fire. Then another dude. No, it was the then Night King who dude. like fucking yeah, he, like, do that shit. Yeah, that no, he awesome. like put his hand out and was just like move forward, mm-hmm. right? And so that's when they they made like they literally made like a ramp of bodies yeah, to get cool. over the that over the cool. trench. And this is where John finally sees the Night King. So John and uh, Rhaegal had landed on the edge of the 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 wall of Winterfell after he saw the trenches light. He was able to make his way back um, towards the castle. And so that he sees him, he sees him atop Viserion, and that's when John's like, okay, this is my moment. Uh, and then this is when we cut back to everybody manning the walls. We've got Jamie and Brienne fighting together. We've got um, Beric trying to convince the Hound to like get back out into the fight because the Hound is now feeling defeated. He makes a statement Straight to him. Like, a panic attack. Well, yeah, because cool. yeah. he's yeah. scared of fire. Right. Yeah. Well, he's not only just scared of fire. I think he saw the wall of There's whites zombies. like running yeah. at them and yeah. was like, this is yeah. hopeless. What are we even doing? I want to yeah. lay down and die. And then we see Arya with her badass spear just like oh, killing yeah. whites left and right. Also, Whoa. like, oh, these fucking whites uh, jumping down like... 
they're breaking their legs. They dude. got no fall damage. You kidding me? <laughs> they're not la- like they have no meniscus or like ACLs. They're it's just magic, crum- Andy. And they're crumbling it's, it's when magic. they land. They're, they're like, like, sure going to feel that when they're eighty. Yeah, but they they crumble and they immediately get back up because yeah. that them just breaking their legs isn't going to kill them. We've seen torn ACL just after bones the season's running around. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then we have one of the most epic scenes and tragic scenes in the battle. Um, So they cut to the front of Winterfell where a giant, the giant White Walker, has now broken through the front and the first person he sees, of course, is Lyanna Mormont, little Mm. Lyanna. Knocks her to the side um, and... Just bitch slaps her. It was like such a ridiculous... I thought she was dead in that moment. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. There's a brief cutaway where Beric... um, points to Arya up on the roof to the hound and the hound sees her in danger and then runs to go help her and then Beric follows him. No, that's a, then, I mean, that's a great moment though. What, what's the guy with the Beric. 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 Yeah. When he looks, he's like, "There's what's the point? And he goes, tell it to her. Yeah. yeah. And they point up at Arya and she's still wrecking shit and like okay. running around and he's that's the point that snaps him out of. Yeah, and then nice. she is like ducking into the hallway to try to escape this like yeah. giant um, stream of whites that's after her. Then we cut back to, to Lyanna who... Um, has stood back up, grabs her axe, and just lets out this battle cry that's amazing and just charges at this giant. And I'm just like holding my face like, no! And then he reaches down... He grabs her and then like crunches her, her. and it's like you can hear like her armor and everything crunch, and then pulls her up and then she pulls the dragonglass dagger out and stabs him in the eye. It was so good, and this scene is what I wanted this whole episode to be, and it wasn't, but they did this perfectly. Yeah, so good. The little girl taking down the giant. Lovely. It yeah. was it was really great context if you watch the um, the dive into the episode with the showrunners afterwards mm-hmm. where they talk about the actress and the girl who plays Liana and they're like she was supposed to have a single scene in the whole it's series crazy. but they said based on how well favorite. she performed they're like we can't not keep using her she's great the fans love her and so they wrote her into subsequent um, seasons and episodes and they said for such a small character who had such a powerful impact we had to make sure that if we're going to kill her that it has to be impactful as well and shout out to that because i the initial slap away i was like oh that's their way of getting away with like violence against a child right like Mm -hmm. they're not going to show her get stabbed to death because that's like way too much but uh yeah i'm glad that she like redeemed when he he started pulling her up to anyone get attack on titan vibes oh yeah yeah. He's, like, ah. he's about to munch her, I was dude. Like, no, he's gonna eat her. He's gonna bite her off. <laughs> before before we keep not. going, I want to let you know this episode is brought to you by Quip. It's time for spring cleaning. Quip's got an easy way to start with your brushing habits. Just two minutes twice a day can help pave the way to a healthier mouth and mind. And now the whole family can get refreshed with Quip. Why, Kevin? Because the new Kids Quip has the same two-minute timer and guiding pulses as the original version, with no childish gimmicks, so they can brush just like a grown-up. That's great and fantastic. I like that you asked Kevin about that because Kevin, I've often said, is our child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. Um, I've been using Quip for a long time. Nick's been using it. Uh, Barrett's been using it. Greg's been using it. Pretty much everyone's using it now. Are you on the Quip train yet? I am not, no. Wow, Andy. I have just... I've got my Quip ready to go for the Borderlands reveal this week, man. There you, there you go. Because the easy to use little uh, holder thing that you can also use as a mount, you just take it, flip it the other way. It's a travel case. Wow. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it so much. That's why over one million happy, healthy mouths do too. Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash KFMS right now, you can get your first refill pack for free. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash 
KFMS. That's just for you, Andy. Okay. You should get on that. You should get on that. I'll look but I know it. something else that you have been on. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode is also sponsored by Hims. 66% Ooh. of men lose their hair by age 35. The thing is, when you start to notice hair loss, it's too late. It's easier to keep the hair you have than to replace the hair you've lost. So, Andy. What's up? What have you been doing about this? Uh, I jumped on it with me and Big Nick Daddy over here, man. I say I just Don't got a, I just Daddy, got my please. delivery like uh, a couple days ago yeah. for the next month. Oh yeah, got those fresh vitamins, man. Popped open that tasty. bottle, oh, ate tasty. the whole thing one day. I, tr- I have to fight <laughs> to not do that. Yeah. Because I'm like, these are just good. No, the they're good. F- these are well-known generic yeah. equivalents to name brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. There's no snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. Prescription solutions backed by science. Science go far here. Uh, no waiting room. No awkward in-person doctor visits. Save hours by going to forhims.com. It's so easy. You just answer a few quick questions. The doctor will review and prescribe you what you need. Uh, products are shipped directly to your door discreetly. Uh, listeners get a free trial. I always say that. Listeners get a trial month of Hims for just $5 today right now while supplies last. See website for full details and safety in- information. This would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy. Go to forhims.com slash KFM that's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash K-F-M-S. Forums.com slash K-F-M-S. It works for me. It can work for you, too. Back to the plot. <laughs> All right, so i got three more pages of notes, so we kind of got to move through these. Um, so the next thing that we get to is this beautiful moment where um, Regal and Drogon take Danny and John up above the cloud layer. Yeah, I love that. It's so cool. It's it really was, cool it, looking. It felt like a 90s poster, It, it looked right? like Aladdin. Yeah. Yeah. It cool. reminded yeah. me of Aladdin when the carpet goes mm-hmm. up above yeah. the clouds. So yeah. cool. Yeah. It was really cool. And then the dragon fight begins. And, yeah. then they, and then they kind of start to go after the Night King and they're making an offensive move, which I was glad to finally see stressful. happen. He, he pops out from underneath and like just starts burning. Yeah. Yeah. He's just right. so right. much no. better than them. The, at, the at, claws... The claws digging into the skin, and then the moment where Viserion is like biting at Jonsa. Like in my room, I'm audibly going, Oh, oh, (laughs) no, (laughs) because those bites were getting so close, man. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, yeah. And like they don't have like a harness or a saddle, they're like just like holding on on their hands. It seems like such a bad idea. I can't believe that they (laughs) haven't made a saddle. Like, that doesn't seem... Gendry, get on it, man. (laughs) Gendry, come on. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So we go from this really epic dragon fight to this really quiet moment that it feels really tense and atmospheric with Arya inside the castle. She's So she's escaped this group of whites and is like ducked into Winterfell. A reminder to everybody watching that this is her home. She knows these hallways. She knows exactly where everything is. So she's tiptoeing through this uh, this library where the sorting hat is kept. Such a tall yeah. change. Yeah, yeah, very abrupt. Kind of out of nowhere. I, I, I really enjoyed this whole sequence, but... In comparison to to the chaos that was going on, I know that they did this for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I still thought like, why is it so peaceful and calm in here? Like, yeah. like there should it's so chill. Like, we can't hear anything. Well, the, the entire scene was built up to make the end feel validated. Where yeah. it's like, okay, Which, she's the the queen of the sneak. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's like right. she's so sneaky that she's so quiet when she moves that her blood falling is even louder than her movements. That's the thing that pissed me off about this scene because you have a ton of other whites moving around in the space. She's being very stealthy, very quiet. She even employs the traditional stealth game tactic of throwing the distraction. Yeah. Right? I was like. John and I were like throw the rock or whatever right it was like it was really funny of her throwing the book so the idea that the whites would hear a few drops of blood over the sound of all of them moving around 
was absolutely unnecessary giant and a suspension of disbelief yeah. that was a bridge too far. It was also, to build up the end. And like, I totally agree. It's not good. But like, yeah. they had to have some type of explanation for spoilers for later. How does she sneak through this? I don't think they needed to explain that, though. I, mean, I think it, it was... Ne- they, like, we know that she's a silent assassin, yeah, but like, right? Yeah, such bullshit. It was yeah. surrounded. It, yeah. We'll get to it in a minute. But I just think it's it's so crazy that they were they could hear the, the blood drops, but yet... Are they not making hella noise just walking, they stumbling are. around? Yeah, that was it's my just point, like, yeah. The so guy was dragging the sword on the ground. Like, yeah. like, so yeah. like, how do they know what noise is from who? Yeah, exactly. Right. Magic. The reason why they don't break when they fall down, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Magic. Same reason why their fucking meniscus and their uh, Achilles tendons don't tear. So yeah, she was able nice. to successfully sneak out of that room, quietly and gingerly yeah. shut the door behind her, and then the door right next to her breaks through a whole new army of whites. And so then the whites in the library are now, they've now funneled into this one hallway, and there's this really fantastic chase sequence mm-hmm. where she's running through these incredibly dark hallways. Okay. I loved it. And, and this was one of the few scenes in the episode that I. I actually felt <laughs> concern mm-hmm. over characters yeah. because I feel like the episode taught us that anytime someone looks like they're in danger, they're not, so it's okay. Uh, but with this, with Arya, I was just like, <laughs> I don't necessarily think she's gonna die here, but like, she looks fucked up. She's yeah. got this head from the head, yeah. and like, there's real fear from her that we should have seen a lot more of, I think, in this episode. But it reminded me of John in Battle of the Bastards, where you really start to fear for him when he's just getting kind of oh, overcome yeah. by yeah. bodies. No, I hated that. And, and it was just like, was there was so real, real scare, like real fear. Did you like a two liter yeah, I brought two liter. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, it's already almost over. Wow. wow. It's already almost, almost done. over. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but before we get to that sort of chaotic scene that I really enjoyed in that stealth scene, the turning around and immediately yeah, stabbing. Yeah, awesome. That was really cool. Because yeah. that really dope. <laughs> yeah. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> All I could think was like, ew. There's so much blood uh, on you yeah. now. Yeah, it's just like because it was like boop. That discharge. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, come Don't on. Say discharge. <laughs> was Andy. Was it, was it a viscous discharge? Andy? Yeah, yeah, it was dude. viscous. <laughs> it was gross. I think we can all agree on that. So um, they cut away from that, um, the hallway chase, into the crypt where it's silent and people are tense. And then you hear these people at the top screaming, open the door, open the door. You can hear the whites attacking and everyone kind of like looking around being like, oh shit, the fight is here. And then of course, smartly, they don't open the door. They're like, sorry, bros. Everybody just like puts in their headphones. (laughs) (laughs) You guys want to take a vote? No, I think we're okay. I think we're okay. And then we cut back to um, Arya where of course the Hound and Barrack have now broken in to help Arya escape from this um, this pack of whites, and then no surprise, Barrack gets stabbed, and then gets stabbed, and then is like he he does this epic move where he throws the flaming oh, sword yeah. to get the white off of Arya so she can keep running. Yeah. And we, I think we know that this is the end for him Absolutely. in this moment. He yeah. gets stabbed so many times. A million like, times. No resurrections Horrible this stabs, too. More but than, like, more than Jorah, somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, he keeps it's almost going. like a Hodor moment, right? Yeah, yeah there is. Yeah, because yeah, he kind of, I don't. I couldn't tell if he was doing it on purpose or not, but it looked at one Jesus. point that he was trying to hold them back. He was yeah. definitely going to stab them. Yeah. Which I was yeah. like, damn, But then he made it into the final room. Which was dumb. Yeah, that was so dumb. I wish he had just died in the first, like, stabbing. Yeah. Very weird choice. Yeah, I'm not sure why they brought him all so the way. So they give think, him the moment of like... Well, they remember, because he goes into the room and the Red Witch is there, and then we have the great setup for right. her reminding Arya 
like what her job really is. Right. So she, she says, this guy is dead. His, no one's here to bring him back. He did his job. Right. And then they have a great back and forth. She says the Lord brought him back for a purpose and that purpose has been served. So I think that's a big reveal there, right? That the idea that the reason why Thoris was able to bring him back so many times is that his purpose had not been served and his purpose was to get Arya alive to that moment. Alive. Yeah. And then he did and he rescued her. And then they have this moment between Malisandra and so good. and so Arya good. where Arya looks at her and is like I know you and she's like you do we've met before where did it was they back meet? in season th- it was back in season 3 when they first met yeah. she took Gendry back when she was with yes. Gendry and she, oh. Arya was mad at her for taking for Gendry. taking right. Gendry right cuz remember she got really pissed at Beric and and Thoros for selling Gendry to the mm-hmm. Red and Witch. And Arya's right? like, two can play that game. I'm going to take Gendry, too. And so she had said to, she had said to her at the time, um, you're going to shut many eyes forever. Brown eyes, green eyes, and blue eyes. She pauses on blue eyes and blue eyes. Like, hey, and the I White Walkers have blue and eyes. And I didn't pick it up the first time I watched oh, really? it. Well, I didn't pick up the White Walker moment. Yeah. I just picked up like, oh, there's all these people with these different colored eyes. I'm also thinking of the Lannisters. Me too. And how yeah, she still yeah, has yeah. yet to kill. Which might well, be Cersei as well. has green eyes, so. Well, yes, you know but not mean? all of them do, right? Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure Tommen had blue eyes. But Cersei has green eyes, you know right. what I mean? Yes. But well, she ran the gambit then, of eyes. That I, also, do they hold that scene a little long? No, and she's like blue eyes. No, no, I think they do that to make it impactful, right? And so when <laughs> I went back and watched it, it had a little bit more weight the second time because yeah. I was able to like fully focus on it. And then she uses the line from Sirio in season mm-hmm. one: "What do we say to the god of death?" Because that's Not what her today, her dancing lessons instructor says to her right before his death. Um, helping her escape back in King's Landing, and she of course says, "Not today." So yeah, and yeah, then I exits. Love but so, I lo- I love this because prior to this, we'd seen her try to be a warrior. We saw her trying to stand up to the White Walkers, <clears throat> and this was like a reminder of like, "Hey, that's not who you are in this. You're not trained to do this. You're trained as an assassin. You're trained mm-hmm. as a person who's supposed to be like surreptitiously in the shadows and then come out and and strike one time, not millions of times." And I love that there's a look on her face where she's like, "Fuck." You're right. Why am I out there on the front line? I should be hiding in a fucking tree mm-hmm. waiting to do the one strike versus trying to trying to be the dog, you know, or the hound rather. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of from then from there she immediately ran and went and hid in the tree. And it just the like the little buildup of, of the Night King walking over with the idea of she's in the tree just like <laughs> fucking waiting for a fucking moment. Cold. Come on, bitch. Come on, how bitch. Long do you think, how long do you think Kevin could have been in that tree before he just like fuck it? Oh, you, falls. I could be in the tree for hours, days. <laughs> so? I'm, a, I'm a good tree climber. Tim, back me up here. Yeah, but you hear it. You'd be like this. Was that a giggle? Is the you tree giggle? You gotta watch Barry, dude. Tree climbing at its best. Right. Um, also, do you think as soon as she left at, out of the room... That like fucking um, the hound. The hound was like, so is she Zora High? And like Melisandre was like, oh, I made that shit up. Yeah, they, they never made that up. They never talk about Azor High outright in this episode, which I think yeah. is an opportunity missed. Yeah, me too. And, and my thing about what you were saying about like the Thoros plan is like, oh, he he did what he needed to do, which is yeah. keep Arya alive. It's like that's so specific. <laughs> well, yeah. the, the whole point of her was that she was trying to figure out who the person was going to be to kill the to stop the White Walkers, right? Mm-hmm. To kill the Night King. So, and but this is the problem. She has a lot of moving pieces and Kevin and I talked about this. Was like, I think the idea was that every, it was supposed to be everything that built to that moment where she stabs the Night King. 
everything else doesn't really matter beyond that. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he was talking about like the, what, what's the character Zora? What is it? Zora High. Zora High. Which is the like the one that was supposed to be Stannis. Prince that was promised. And now it's and now it's John. Prince that was promised is a is a showrunner thing because in the books Azora High is gender neutral. Mm. So, but I think, but yeah. So again, I think that could be interpreted a number of ways. But I still do think that John is one of the most like is the integral part of bringing all this together to end this war. So yeah, depending on I, how macro or micro you want to look at that right. prophecy, I think this this does confirm that like the prophecy don't mean shit. Like that's Which just is, like, motivating. Such a fucking disappointment. But no, right? it does because, because it works. Cool because it's it really like so much of the show has been like what matters is what the people believe. And like, if that motivated them all to get to this point, like, cool. It's it's great that now it's confirmed that yeah, there is no Azor. But I don't know. I don't no... know how you can have this prophecy and say it means nothing, but then you have the magic of the Lord of Light on full display. But like, in this that's the Florians, Andrea. No, no, no. Like, there is no magic of Lord of Light. I think it's just that like, if you believe that you have the magic, you can make things happen. Like when uh, anybody they, can be a Jedi. <laughs> see, I didn't. I didn't interpret it that way. I interpreted it as she doesn't necessarily know the exact linear path, but as long as she's still putting these pl- these pieces in play, she's the outcome much, yeah. is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And the outcome is exact. She she got she did what she was supposed to do, which is why at the end she goes, "Cool, I'm done." Yeah, there could be only one Highlander. It's true. Um, let's continue on, shall we? There's so much more to go. Um, so we get another cutaway to Theon. So the fighting has now begun in the Godswood. We don't really see much here. Just a couple of whites starting to make their way into uh, where they had this circle around Bran uh, while he's warging. And then we cut away to a really epic conclusion to this dragon fight that's happening. So we've got um, Viserion now um, with the Night King uh, atop him going straight at the wall using his like ice fire or whatever we're calling his his blue so breath blue to, to, to break a hole in the in the wall of Winterfell to really kind of cripple the defenses there and me being like what took him so long to do this for yeah, maybe start that and then <laughs> and then uh, John and Regal um attack him right away as this happens and then they're having like this battle back and forth it's this really epic like thing that's going on and then out of nowhere comes Daenerys with Drogon, and they knock the Night King off of Viserion. And also the the look on his face as he's just like slow falling to it's the like, ground, no like, expression whatsoever. Like, damn, good play, man. GGs, dude. GGs. I think he's just like, yeah, no, I'm gonna hit the ground and then get up and keep going because they don't have any fall damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. exactly. But this fucking this fucking bitch ass spear that he's had, like, yeah, like, get Put that right. thing down. Fucking, I, I mean, at least he missed, you know? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, when he goes to throw it, and it's like, oh shit, are well, they gonna take Daenerys out one of the knows, dragons? Right? She gets the hell out of there right away yeah. as soon as he, she sees him start to raise the spear. But right? That's what I fucking hated. Like, if you, he has one spear and he missed, <laughs> and you still just fly away, it's like, come back, circle back around. She did. It Fuck. wouldn't have helped. I mean, yeah, no, no she did. He could have. Dude, what do you mean? He the dragon could have just pounced on him, and but then like John just walks up and like Psh, uh, it's over. Moments later, she like shoots him with fire, and it does nothing. No, I'm like, talking that's... about no, that's after the fire. Yeah, no, no, I think I think we're getting like so here. Yeah, what ha- what happens yeah, yeah, yeah. is is the regal crashes. Um, so as when Drogon knocks the Night King off, um, then. Regal crashes because they have now with the Night King falling after Rogan has crashed into Viserion, both of the dragons fall, and then we see Regal kind of like skid Regal's across like the ground. Like John has fallen off. But, right? Is Regal dead? We no. don't know. We actually don't have a confirmation. We do, we do in the in the final on the next on. Yeah. Okay. So we, he is alive. But we're not supposed to talk about that. Right, but like we can in our we're death in our death list, yeah. he's not dead. Yeah, he's rules. confirmed alive. You're, so, you're nailing it, Nick. I'm proud of you. 
So <laughs> then we get um, the Night King. So there's this moment where he's now, we cut to the ground, where John has now gotten back up, kind of dusted himself off, and is like shaken. And he's like, he knows that the Night King is on the ground. He's like, I must go find him. Goes to run after him. And they had this locked eyes moment. And then John's like, oh, fuck. So the Night King does his move where he Real raises cool. his hands and lifts all of the dead Dothraki, all of the dead Unsullied. But this is all the- after the Jakar's Yeah, this moment. is after, after the moment where she goes, mission Oh, yes, I have Jakar's here. And the fire <laughs> yeah. starts going down. You're so like, after no, John falls off is when she circles around and then yeah. and has yeah. the Jakar's moment. And then I have that's what I'm saying. it she, did nothing, exclamation point, yeah. exclamation point. And, then, and then he throws the spear and she's like, fuck, I got to peace out. And she dodges it. And she circles back around. Eventually, yeah. Yeah, but like, oh, he missed. Fuck, he only spin on a dime. He only had one spear. I he missed. Cool. Let me go back. Pounce on him. I think she knows what the stakes are if he doesn't miss the second time. Right? She sees Viserion and the damage that he's doing, and she can't risk Drogon being turned dead. Right? He doesn't have another spear. He's just on the ground with no. But she doesn't know he only has one spear. Maybe he can. Maybe he can frozen it and make another spear. The guy can control magic, weather like Storm. Dude, like magic, you don't know what the yeah, hell's going magic. on. But this Forget is a great scene know. where Jon yeah. starts running after him and then, and then stupidly slows down. And then the Night King turns around and Jon looks at him and immediately gets it. He's like, mm-hmm. fuck, I forgot he could do this. And then awesome. hands start getting raised. I really love it. And that, really that was one where I was like, I, I was not expecting that because they were owning them so hard that I'm like, oh, they're winning already. Why, why I need more? But yeah. Just t- to take everyone you've just fought next to and raise them up, including the little girl. Liana oh my and god! Ed Ed, yeah, came back uh, as which is great. Fuck. That that goes back to what I was saying earlier. Where it's like you have so many cool tools at play for the choreography of this, <laughs> and, and then it's over yeah. instantly. And he gets mobbed, and that sucks. And then and then Daenerys Cut comes away. back, right? <laughs> right. But then the dragon starts getting mobbed. And oh, she got a pass. I was like, I was like, was oh shit! Was the dragon fucked because yeah. there's all these whites just stabbing it. Dozens of time, and instead Daenerys just gets knocked off, and the dragon, I guess, shakes it off. The dragon's a little just bit. Yeah, rolled yeah. over. Yeah, I don't know. Before we got to that scene, though, there was a pivotal scene in the crypt that happened where oh, right. once the de- the Night King is raising the dead up again, the Ooh. dead Starks in the crypt uh. are coming back to life as predicted by. Um, virtually Everyone, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I did not see that coming. I'm such an How? idiot. Oh, we talked about it. I didn't. I was just like, oh, that's genius. I. You think maybe if you were there, you'd like bolt them in a little bit harder. The thing I got so mad about, I was like, how did not a single one of them run forward to the first white and stab him with the dragon glass? There's not that many whites down there. That was another tactical error on their part. Why would you not arm everyone in the crypt if that's like your last like vest or or bastion of hope? At least give them all dagger. Why not? We had one dagger in there. Two, was, technically. There might have been more. Like, but we know that glass Tyrion and Sansa walls, both had one. You know? Take some glass off. Go ahead and get, grab a piece. <laughs> like, I mean, on, the fact on. that like Tyrion didn't immediately go to to try to stop them like pissed me off. This it, was, it was yeah. a yeah. really weak yeah. moment for him because it was like, all right, well, yeah, you should be waiting down here to die because like, you're like, not... You were arguing for so long that you should have been up there trying to be helpful, and you weren't helpful down here. I was expecting. I thought it was a poor show on a writing Mm -hmm. choice. I really did because they set him up to be the guy who wants to fight. He talked to even Varys again about like we should be up there. We have strategy. Look what I did at you know with the Mudgate at the the Blackwater Bay. Like 
And like the fact that they made him like whimper in the corner like pissed me With right Sansa. off. With Sansa. Well, like, not only that, so but that was but yeah, they set up the fact that Sansa's like, I can't fight either. And I was expecting a moment where she was going to realize that she could take a knife and stab someone too. Like I was expecting her to have at least one moment of warriorness, and she didn't. Well, she yeah, just they, they ended have... up being like, I'm just gonna wear this weird necklace the entire time that by the way, someone could easily <laughs> grab and choke me out with. <laughs> Uh, they have that moment where there's a both goddamn metal noose I around her neck. With the white sergeant, like, oh, Nicholas, let me choke you. They have that moment where they're both hiding and they're leaning together, they're having this serious talk, and they're kind of like, yeah, we're gonna go do something. It kind of feels like, okay, they're gonna go out there and fight. Yeah, no, fuck, and then cut away. Nothing. Yeah, and it's just like, okay. Well, we get, yeah, we go, yeah, when we come back to him, he's like, let's hide together. Yeah. So they they cut away. We get another very brief scene of Theon continuing to hold. The whites off of Bran, but it's getting dire. They're running low on arrows. It's got a Hawkeye uh, moment. Yeah. Then oh, we no. get, then we cut <laughs> back to um, Daenerys um, saving Jon, and then of course Drogon getting overrun by all of the whites on the ground. I mean, it was a really impressive visual effect to see yeah. these White Walkers just like World War Z yeah. onto yeah, the dragon. I don't right? like it. So I, 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 the whole time I just kept screaming, "Take off! Take off! Fly away!" Yeah. And thankfully he did eventually. And of Joker course, was getting as he's doing this like dog shit <laughs> yeah, to like get all of them off, of course, Daenerys falls off as well. And I'm like, she's screwed. <laughs> it was a cool moment because I again I actually was like, oh. We've never seen her have to do shit. No. Right. You know what I mean? Without like the protection of a million armies and dragons right. and warriors and all this shit. But it's like her being there, it's like, oh shit, she has a yeah, sword. She's on she needs herself. To, she well, she didn't get the sword yet. She was by herself. Until, and was like, oh shit. Until Jorah storms to her rescue, which. Where the fuck was he this whole time? He like Chilling. magically survived the the vanguard assault on the Dothraki. He's just creeping on he her comes wherever back, she was. Like. Says nothing <laughs> as he rides back on his horse. Just has this like horrified gaunt look on his face. I mean, well, and the alternative would have been like, "Hey, here. we're all fucked. Run!" Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to worry anyone, but we're <laughs> fucked. Like we're dead. Right. So he comes here, and of course, he's there fighting to protect his queen. And there's like. The implication here is like obviously very heavy, and he's always wanted to fight for her and give his life to save her, and he gets and, to, and he and he does but not he, in this moment, but um, and then we cut to John fighting his way to Bran because you know she Daenerys had come in with Drogon, cleared the White Walkers in front of him with fire, and then she, um, yeah, because he's like he, but he yells at her, he's like Bran, and she's like go. I'm like, yeah. you're an 18 miles away from this kid right now. You're not going to get there in time, bro. Yeah. Like, maybe think of a different plan. Maybe call the dragon and back and catch a ride. It feels like he runs in a big circle. We'll get there in a second. There's a lot of... So, yeah. I have him um, on his way to find Bran. He, of course, re-enters the Winterfell grounds, and we see check-ins with certain people. We see Sam and Brienne um, Were they just fighting right? yeah. against the wall. And Grey Worm. Yeah. Yeah, like, just, I don't know how they're alive. They probably shouldn't be. Was, armor, yeah. man. They, was, this was yeah, this episode at its armor. worst. Um, yeah. And then that's... There's a moment where he looks at Sam, and like Sam's kind of getting overwhelmed, and he like you kind of see in his face, like, I should go help, but I need to handle I this. I need to handle it's this. It's more yeah. important. And then he continues to walk and just kind of look at everyone, run and look at everyone, and we get the slow-mo, and it's just like... Yeah, this, well, is, this is where I think it really starts to fall apart and like the plot armor becomes way too thick mm-hmm. because we have this moment, as you're saying, Kevin, where he's he's recognizing in himself, I need to do the right thing by abandoning my comrades mm-hmm. to go protect Bran because that's ultimately what we said was like our like number one priority objective here in this battle. 
Um, but then he throws it all out the window in a few scenes later. But before we get to that, we cut once again I back to Theon. I thought we had Theon. another ad read. Once again, back to Theon, who is now out of arrows. And they're, the people all around the, him, the soldiers, are falling. They're getting overwhelmed by the whites. But we don't know what's going to happen yet because they cut away yet again um, to Sansa hiding with Tyrion in the crypt. And this is where they have this kind of sweet moment where they're like looking at each other. They hold each other's hands, kind of do this like hand squeeze, and then they both pull out their daggers and are like, because they can hear all these people, these women and children screaming as their bitch asses are hiding. Yeah. And I'm like, you two are probably some of the strongest people in that room, and you're hiding when there's like little kids really there. Scary there's a dude without it a was dick. So and ridiculous. He ain't yeah. He's trying to find some people too. Has no dick, literally. That's how he was scaring everybody. Like, check it out. Like, um, so, they, so they pull out their daggers. Like they're, they're actually going to go, oh you know, find their strength and go do something. And then I'm a we, Ken doll. And then we cut back to Viserion. <laughs> Why is he still going? <laughs> so much. Sorry, right, just keep going. You're doing, I'm taking I mean, you're doing great, Andrew. Away. You're doing great. Andrew, um, Andrew, so, Andrew, you did a great job. And so we cut back to Viserion attacking the, the front of the castle. The troops not knowing how to combat this dragon who's breathing this crazy blue fire breath. It's coming out of the goddamn uh, side. That was another great, shit too. Um, that was cool intense. looking thing. And then this is when we get this, like, um, when the music slows down. Ugh. We start to get this really sad, like piano music, and like this is when you know, like shit's, shit's about, about to go, to go down, down, right? We're at the very end of the episode here. And I remember the the use of music in the finale of season six when the sept explodes. Oh, that, yes, that is probably my favorite stretch of scene in the entire series, and it's because the music is so beautiful and sets up and is paced so well. Mm-hmm. This just felt like an attempt at hype epic moments, right? And the fact that that we didn't get much from it, I was like, wow, it, it this was, really feels like there's a dissonance between what I'm hearing and supposed mm-hmm. to be feeling and what you're showing me. Wasn't as impactful as that moment. It was, in, it was impactful as hell for me, but again, not as close to any of the other episodes. I still oh. think it did its, I think it did a good job. Do you think I, it was not impactful for you because John somehow was like superhero, like dodging every fucking flame and like just, just every like split second dodging death every five seconds before that when the walk like, when the, the whites were doing? falling through this through the ceiling that shit was like intense for me that yeah. re- that reminded me of like mission impossible walking to the prison you know what i'm saying oh, yeah. <laughs> like when everybody's falling at him and he's like it's much better series. it's it reminded me a lot of battle of the bastards where it's just uh, when benioff and weiss talked about the end of battle of the bastards where they're like you know so much of this is just luck so much of staying alive is luck where like mm-hmm. just because you're a captain doesn't mean that you're like you know not gonna die or whatever right. and like so much of this was luck where people are falling and he's just like running through this chaos I thought it was like very disorienting I thought I thought it was awesome I, I thought that they did a good job of setting it up this is the payoff I was waiting for I was like okay this is where everybody dies they're getting overwhelmed they've just risen all of these people from the dead like this is where like the payoff is gonna happen for the the stakes of mm-hmm. this massive army coming in because so far we've only had like a couple people die and there's like super hundred thousand dead soldiers out here right and so we get a cut to Danny and Jorah and Jorah just taking stab after stab after stab we know now that Jorah's dead right yeah. but also like that um, in that Danny is like I got to do something and reaches out and finds a sword right. dragon glass and starts stabbing like starts fighting too right. it's just like we're on our last leg here I we gotta get go the, out swinging yeah we get the cut to Theon and Bran where Theon is like 
using the the actual bow to knock down enemies because he's out of arrows. We get the cut to to Podrick, Jamie, and Brienne all kind of their backs up against a wall, just like brutally trying to keep the whites from overwhelming them. Um, and then we get the cut back to where Bran has finally now back into his body. He's we like, see the whites. I'm back. What I miss? We see the whites circling. Um, the gods would they're bought this like litter of bodies in front of Theon and then the generals have walked in and kind of parted for the Night King to do his like slow stroll up to where Bran is and so Bran's now back in his body and he turns to Theon and Theon's just looking at him knowing that it's fucking over right and and Bran recognizes like this despair and says to Theon you're a good man thank you you." and it was just like Hit you right in the feels, oh, man. Yeah. That was Definitely. a good moment, yeah. I don't like, for sure. cool, thanks, man. Where the fuck have you been? Yeah. <laughs> Where'd you go? Where'd you go? Dude? Would you get a fucking Carl's Jr.? Watching, <laughs> watching Avengers. No, <laughs> but I mean, I think that this is a fair criticism, right? Like, the fact that Bran has been warging the whole episode, we saw him in the, the crows at the very beginning when he starts to warg, and then we see nothing from him the rest of the episode, that he, but that he's just warging. It might be important yeah. for later. It might. It might. Hopefully. He could have just been surveillance. Like, he could have just been... But he's not communicating with anyone, yeah, so there's a, no point of having surveillance just for his own little if you're personal. not relaying information. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, but, I mean, it could have just been hopeless. Maybe he's looking around trying to find a... A sure. glimmer of hope, and but it's just like, also, like he comes back clear, like, all right, that's make it. Make that clear for us. Otherwise, it just seems like he was yeah. a, it's a wa- It was a waste. Yeah. But yeah. I do love this moment. I do love the fact that Theon, like, that's the last little bit of courage Theon needs to, like, charges, yeah. charge with the spear and just gets fucked. Hard just miss the, Yeah, just hard a hard miss. miss. Snaps the spear in half and just stabs him in the gut with it. Mm. Night King, very expressionless. But like, kind of like, fuck yeah. I really yeah, did dope. think that there was going to be a Theon like stab in the leg or calf moment where like yeah. Theon's on the ground, but he still has like a, dra- a dagger and like, yeah, nope. yeah, yeah. I it thought that cool was going to be something like dagger. that. Yeah. Not uh, the Night King. He's not going to miss. He's not killing yeah. fucking Night King. Right? I, I, th- oh no, I mean that like after when, the, you know, he already hits Theon and mm. Theon's on the ground with the thing in his chest. Oh, okay. And the Night King's walking away and at the last moment, like, you know, hits yeah. him in the leg or the foot <laughs> so i just want to say like the 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 whole slow musical moment where we get a, a hint, like a, a glimpse at everyone else it's just it's not good because we've seen these exact same shots earlier mm-hmm. you know everyone piled and being attacked yeah, they, so they, it's like they're basically like how long can you expect three characters to fight with their back up against the wall against a horde of undead before they should get overtaken so every time they cut back to that kevin's <laughs> right it becomes way less impactful because mm-hmm. you're like we've seen jamie and brianne just oh, next to each other, uh, screaming. But I'm like, hey, you guys are doing okay. You lasted for the last four hours of this fight, yeah. so ah, I guess you're gonna be okay. And Sam as well. And it goes back to what I was saying about the Battle of the Bastards. Like when John's overwhelmed, he's overwhelmed. He's he needed someone to come save them. They didn't. Like my biggest problem with this episode is I feel like it does a disservice to the story we've been following for eight seasons. Because when you look at the battles, when you look at the individual <laughs> people. I, I would totally buy it if it was like, it's not about the individuals dying. The, the death isn't the only stake. I get that argument. It's like, oh, there's armies. They lost the Unsullied. They lost mm-hmm. this. That matters. But not when you give me a whole episode of buildup the episode before t- telling me that the people matter more than the armies. Well, and also having them have conversations of we're all going to die tomorrow. And then more than that, having it focus on these four characters being backed up against a wall yeah. as opposed to any other red shirts, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, right. You can't, you're giving me like, Conflicting information again, man. Like, would 
would George R. R. Martin killed a lot more people? Would he have killed a lot more people than D.B. Wise and Benioff? I felt like the Red Wedding had higher stakes than this episode did. 100%. I really do. So we, we can absolutely discuss, and I'm almost done with my plot recap here. We're at the very end of the episode. So obviously Theon dies. Um, and I think in this moment, we're all like, what the fuck is going to happen now? Is there going to be some kind of face-off between Bran and the Night King? Of course, the Night King strolls over. They have this like stare off, which Bran is very good at. I call you Wax. Everybody like should sexy. know. Why, you, never why are you doing the handsome Bran. Squidward right now? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how he walks. He's like I got armor. He does. But again, but this this part I think is really cool because you're you're waiting for John to get out of that. Right. Mm. You're and, and by this point, I I've forgotten about Arya. I've forgotten about a lot of the other players. I'm waiting for John to get there, and he's still stuck behind this wall. And that's where I'm like, what is going to happen? But like, then he's not stuck behind the wall. But then he's, the and then he's decided, fuck my original mission. I'm going to go toe-to-toe with Viserion. And it's like, what the Why? hell happened? Well, actually, that's, not, that? that's not how I read it. I read it. He was pinned down, basically. And every time he tried to get out, the dragon just had him there so he couldn't get to Bran. Yeah. And he was hopeless and just decided, I'm going to stand up and scream at this fucking but dragon. He was, <laughs> no, but he was, that's through, what I'm do. he was through the courtyard into the hallway where the... Where the whites were falling on him, what you mentioned, yeah. and then somehow he circles back around and goes back out to the courtyard. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. None. I was like, how the heck did you end up back there? I just got the, like, the you dragon. You know where you're going. He grew up in Winterfell. I just got the dragon. Just every time he tried to get around, it just kept pinning him down. And I don't know. Him back. I thought it was. I thought it was a plot hole but that I, I just can't is, accept. How did he get back into that dragon pit? Yeah, I don't even think that's a him navigation thing. I think that's a. The showrunners just like need to keep him away from y- the action. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, was, I mean, that's, that's what it was. That it, it was trying to make everyone feel like, oh my god, desperation, or maybe even reusing scenes in hopes that us, the audience, don't know exactly his location. But we think he's getting closer and closer, but he st- keeps getting stopped. You know, maybe I, I just think that by season eight, the showrunners know how voracious this audiences these fans are and how they dissect like every frame of every episode so I don't know if I'm with you on mm-hmm. that as a choice but I just I disagreed with it but then we get to you know this epic scene where you know they they're having this face off this like long dramatic stare and then we see Arya out of nowhere jumping on the back and for a half second I held my breath because I thought she was going to make it mm-hmm. and then of course the Night King grabs her by the throat and by the hand so he grabs the throat and the stabbing hand to, to stop her and then she smartly drops the, the Valyrian steel dagger catches it with her other hand and stabs him right where Pulls a Bucky the children Barnes, of the first man. Yeah. So what a great poof, moment yeah. that was. All die. I, and I stood wave. up and just screamed. And everybody posted the gif of her uh, training against Brienne where she pulls that yeah. the, same, the move. same move where she does that and poof, poof. You know, and they like they so meet up and they're like, "Oh, you're good at fighting too!" Like yeah. you know, that sort of cool moment. Yeah, it was it was epic. It was amazing. Um, I watched some reaction shots. Um, there was a a video going around Twitter where there was a bar and there's this giant projection screen. I I can't ever imagine watching this in a no, bar. No, that's fake. Noise. That's fake. Yeah, that's like that's about? fake. That's a meme oh, that goes around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn it! Yes. I thought it was real. Yeah, Let me believe. It, it was. It originated from a soccer uh, match. Damn it! And then, but then people you know, just like to be like whatever. They just screen yeah. everything in good. there. Yeah. But thank you for the breaking DVD. breaking my yeah. icon. Is the <laughs> what, so what, what, what a great anyway, moment! Great the, the only thing that I didn't like about this was that we knew it wasn't going to be John because we already saw him pinned down and like screaming at the thing. So I thought that was a bad cut. Where I would have liked to have not seen John. 
And I understand why they did, why they made this choice, because they were like, it has to be utter despair. Like John, it, there's two different, you know, ways you could have gone with it. Obviously, seeing John not go there makes it like, oh shit, this guy's gonna win. But uh, I thought he was gonna somehow come out of nowhere. Glad it was Arya, but I also thought I was like, Plan B would have been great too if he caught her and then fucking Brand did something in the episode and just took out a knife. I was like, stab, stab, stab. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. But I love that it was Arya. And I'm just going to say this. If it, if Sansa had died, Arya for uh, head of Winterfell, I would have, I would have voted for her. She's got uh, a lot of cachet going for. in yeah, I thought I thought for sure Sansa was going to die and then, and then Arya would take the place of Lady, of Lady Stark. So in this moment, of course, the uh, entire... Army of the Dead collapses, Viserion is dead, the Night King dead, all the generals dead. A, a really triumphant moment that I was really hoping that somebody would cheer no, somewhere, but they're they just so that. exhausted and overwhelmed with what has just happened to them, they're all kind of like in disbelief. And I think, rightly so, they don't believe that these these whites are actually dead. Right, I think that they're like, oh, they're going to come back. These people mm. are going to come back. And so there's kind of this anticlimactic moment where we cut back to this, what I thought was the saddest scene in the episode between Danny and Jorah where she's holding his body knowing now that he's like in his last breaths dying and she's like weeping over him. And then Drogon flies in and like curls around oh, her. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It was like such a sweet moment. Yeah. So sad. But and sweet. then it cuts to black and you're like, oh, and then credits. No, we do get another scene. We have another scene. The final scene, of course, is Melisandre walking. Oh, that's right. right that's right. right. Walking, walking out of the castle, and Davos. He's about to kill her still. Davos still kill her. is so bloodthirsty for her that he grabs his sword to go to follow her out as the sun is rising because they do this wide shot where they see we see the battlefield and the sun's just starting to come up it's like right before dawn and she had said I'll be dead before dawn and Davos is like I'm going to make sure of it after all she did for the army not to say that he doesn't deserve to be upset with her for for killing Shireen he absolutely does one little kid that wasn't going to do anything anyway well I mean that's kind of a monster thing to say but I I think after everything that they went through it was a it's a Jesus. Wow. Little rich kid. Oh my god. Let me take your microphone. Away. Um, I will have two microphones now. Um, so she she walks out, and I for a half second was was worried about how this was going to go down because I think clearly Melisandre didn't anticipate herself making it this far in the battle. So then she grabs the the magical stone from her necklace, pulls it off, and as we know that that's what's kind of keeping her life force alive. This power of the Lord of Light within this stone. She tosses it aside and then walks out, and then. We see her just like shrivel up and then she collapses and dies into the snow. She gets like old, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, so, so yeah. When she's we like lost, she's actually super old. No, when we last like saw her take it off the first maybe. time, right? And we, it's revealed mm-hmm. that she's super old. Why did she take it off? I, I think she takes it off to sleep. So then why would she die? Why would she, well, that, I think it was, I think she she was really cool. I think it was like, I'm done. I don't, yeah, I don't know <laughs> if she gave takes... up the will to live. That's it. Are we really going to use that excuse? Yes. Listen, all great heroes go out on a she rock and give up the will to live to die. That's just how it goes. You got to just sit Indian legged and just die for God, no reason. Episode Chris three, three, episode. Like, when they said that, you know, it was... Huh? Nothing. Sorry. So I apologize, everyone. That brings us to the end of the episode. That's the final shot. Melisandre collapsing into the snow. Getting naked one more time. Just that last time. So before we kind of give our, our, you know, our, our thoughts about the episode as a whole, we, of course, did the death pool um, last week. I've tallied up everybody's um, thoughts. And 
Um, I, of course, am in last place because I thought everybody was going to die. Because I thought there would be fucking stakes in this episode. There weren't. And there weren't. Yeah. Just wrong. Nobody fucking died. Um, Andy's in fourth place. Um, Kevin is in third place. Nick is in second place. And with the win, Tim called Great. most of the uh, the lives and the Great. lives and at, the But dies. at what cost? At what cost? <laughs> at the cost yeah. of a solid 100 and what? Hour and twenty two minutes. That oh, was yeah. the cost yeah. of your life. Yeah, I was. This I was, was the biggest battle ever, the most uh, budget, but like, yeah, at what cost? I'm like, glad did we need to see be? it all. You know, didn't yeah. need to be. Like, that that, that so is cool. that is a big issue for me, right? As I'm like, I I appreciate that this was an hour and twenty two minutes, and like again, just like certain movies that we've seen before, there is more setup. Sometimes can lead to a more impactful like ending and payoff at the end. I just don't think this had that. I think this could have been an hour long episode, and it would have probably been as good. I don't think the time had any like issues or whatever. it's like that's not the problem that this episode had. I, the right. problem, the plot was the problem. The character storylines were the problem. Like the mm-hmm. action being too dark was the problem. Like that's. I think we'll see more deaths in the final battle. I think. Yeah. I think. I think they were. They had the sort of. Benioff and Weiss sat down together and were like, when do we want these characters to die? Do we want them mm-hmm. to die in this battle or the final battle? And I think that's like an well, honest, like a discussion that was had. I, I'm absolutely with you. I think the problem, though, is that they set this up through all seasons, all eight seasons so far, as the Great War, as the one war that only matters. And like to then go, well, just kidding, this isn't the actual war. And I want to be clear, if in case it's not, this is an incredible feat of filmmaking. Regardless of how we feel about the plot and the writing, what they pulled off cinematically was impressive without question. Sure. But. but Could have been better. I think that the the time that they had, like making it such a long episode, worked against it. Because, great, we saw so many characters almost die so many times, so many cutaways. Yeah. It's just like it's not cool, um, <laughs> and it does it does kind of make episode two feel less important. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and real quick, I, I want to uh, butt in here with the Patreon responses. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to let us know what you think of the episodes. Overwhelmingly, everyone's on the same page with us. Uh, we got people saying like the the most co- like positive thing I'm seeing here is Sam Osher saying I really like the episode, especially the consistent sense of dread. But I was disappointed in the lack of major deaths, and then he like goes on to have more critiques. Then there's a lot of other people um, saying it pains me so much, like Sam uh, saying it pains me so much to say that I found the Battle of Winterfell disappointing. Uh, it seems so anticlimactic to have the White Walker threat that was hyped up from the first episode of the from the first scene of the first episode be defeated in a single episode. Uh, mm-hmm. Then Wet Dirt says the Battle of Winterfell left me feeling very whelmed. I thought the Battle of the Bastards and Hardhome were superior in just about every way possible. Yep. Cinematography, choreography, uh, suspense, payoffs, and certainly lighting. Um, Matt Penzis has thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just to confirm, I still really enjoyed the episode, though. I, I didn't. Yeah. I, I I think I'm in the minority here. I I enjoyed the episode quite a bit. Oh, I did I still too. have oh, my, I, a lot of problems. I, with I, it. Think, I think we it was all enjoyed bad. it. No, I didn't. Yeah. Enjoy I just it. I just really? didn't yeah, think there I, was a payoff. I, I thought it was so much to do so little. I thought there were really really yeah. good moments. Mm-hmm. I just think, unfortunately, those moments were downplayed a little bit by by some of the pacing and some of the the way they shot it. Just some of the issues of the episode. But like the payoff at the end with Arya killing the Night King, I'm like, fuck yeah, that's awesome. I yeah, love that. But like yeah. that's the only like that's why it happened so that we, we could. But I love that we have that we have small moments with like with the Hound finally like finally kind of you kind of 
get, are given proof that he does care for her, or he, and she. He, he already, already, knew, that. He already no. knew that. We definitely already knew that. I like that moment. I, yeah. I like that. I like uh, the stuff with uh, the Red Witch. I, there's a lot of good stuff in this episode. Grey Worm yeah. showing all his fear. Yeah, it's just there's a lot of also mad stuff. Albert Albert writes in with a with a long one here. It says disappointing. The show continues to favor fan service and hype moments instead of the narrative. Instead of narrative and consistency, it has shown in prior seasons. Things like. There's almost no storyline reason for Arya to kill the Night King other than, oh, she's a badass assassin and mm-hmm. is a fan favorite. Her whole arc had nothing to do with him. What was the point of Bran? Uh, what was the payoff of him being the Three-Eyed Raven? The Jon Snow stuff was already resolved thanks to Sam, and he didn't contribute to the fight or provide knowledge of the White Walker's motives. Dear God, the plot ar- armor. I could have sworn Jamie, Brienne, Grey Worm, Sam, etc. died like five times each. Mm-hmm. The show... Th- the show would show them completely surrounded and overwhelmed, only to cut away and cut back to them completely fine. Uh, Sam seemed to kill off more whites lying on the floor than the entire Dothraki army could do, using horses and flaming swords. Jon Snow, you know, the guy whose entire arc is revolved around the White Rockers, did nothing. Uh, all the different White Walkers we've seen throughout the show amounted to nothing since apparently they're all tied to the Night King's mother brain. The battle with Cersei feels more like a, a mere quibble after defeating the literal army of the dead and saving the human race. And it's like, yeah. my problem with this is the, sh- the episode was fine. I was entertained by it. Uh, cool, cool alt account, Tim. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it was really I, well said. But I expect a lot from this show, especially this. We're in the end game. But like, see, my thing, and just to, just to disagree a little bit, is that the show's not about battles. Right, this show is about the before and the after of battles. The fact that they gave us this, I almost see as icing on the cake. This could have been like there are some other battles. Remember, like uh, what, the uh, what was the battle of uh, where Tyrion gets knocked out, and then we just cut to the end of it. Blackwater. Yeah, Blackwater. that was great. Right, that no, I, I love that because this show is not no, about. Yeah, it was the one in the Riverlands, right? Oh yeah, yeah but yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, it was where we have okay. to defend it against Stannis. Whatever. Also, the the Crying Wood one where um, they capture Jamie. Like we didn't see it at all. Yeah, but like, so, but but that's my point. It's like I those this weren't episode, the great war though. But but this this there's how what is it? We on set season seven now eight, of the show. Eight. Season eight of the show. Out of all eight of these seasons, it's not about actual action. It's about what happens before and after and the aftermath of that. And so what I'm excited for is the next episode where. What the fuck do we do now? We don't have an army anymore, but Cersei does. And what do we get? That's that's where the interest is. I think this. I look at this episode more as like, cool. They gave us a, another cool battle sequence. But to be honest, I'm, I'm, they don't have the. They've never had the budget to do really compelling battle sequences. But see, I, I disagree with you entirely because like Same. The, the other battle shows they had that this guy directed were way superior. There's to one yes. battle of the uh, battle two. of the, uh, the Hardhome and battle of the bastards. Which what was Hardhome? Hardhome was the one when they went north when they first fought the zombies. When they first Where fought they, the they, they, they escape on the boat the, and then we see the rising the rise. of the, so yeah. That was cool but that was great because it was a 20 minute scene not no, an hour and a half. That's my thing is like fuck the battles it doesn't matter. They did battles better. I am disappointed in in the characters and in the story that they're But see I think that's what we're going to But see obviously that's what we're going to get next right is now I'm way more I'm way more interested in how do they defeat how do they tactically defeat Cersei who has an entire army than I was with who's gonna stab stab this Night King that was the fucking Night King's lame and lame anyway and that's the problem he's just lame it shouldn't have been lame they've been setting up the Night King since season one one. right but that's what I'm saying is now the setup is Oh, we're really fucked because we don't by have. Cersei? It. You're yes. more yeah. fucked by fucking Cersei than the yeah, Night King. because she outsmarted That's a mistake. them. That means they fucked it up. Nick. Exactly. No, they didn't fuck it up. Tactically, they being the this showrunners. Was, I understand yeah. that, but the I, the whole concept of this uh. this whole season is they're damned if they do, they're damned if they don't. If they beat them, they're still fucked. 
then and and, we, and they're there, and we're going to see that, and that's what's going to be great. Again, also, I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm not saying this episode was great by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, there was a for everyone's criticism is completely valid. What I'm saying is when they showed the next on, I was like, oh right, that's what this show's about. It's not about the big but, battle scene, how well we do action, because they don't do action that well. We just watch fucking Endgame. They do action well. No, this show's no, not about the action. Yeah. It's think, about the characters. I think characters. you're missing the point, well. Nick. Yeah. I, I want to say, like, I, like, now it's like, isn't it obvious? Like, Arya could just go in there with someone's face, sneak into the King's Landing, and, and murder we'll it, and then boom, it's over. Great. Maybe so we'll she's dead. Yeah, but, like, that would suck. Like, I would hate that. Yeah, but I, I, I do think that Arya um, killing the Night King... I think if it would have been John, we would have heard complaints that it was too predictable. Oh, that would have been an issue too. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I think if, but I, I think some of the complaints that we're hearing, like from Albert and from other people, that, like, you know, um, it's just the, the, we're not getting the payoff wise. or whatever. It fit, doesn't mm-hmm. fit story wise or whatever. I mean, in the last episode, we did have Arius, you know, asking, really asking about the White Walkers, and that's not a whole lot of buildup, but it's still something. But I think if. I think uh, the problems with predictability in this episode, people w- will talk about uh, Jorah and. Like survive, you know. Um, well, Jorah dying in her saving, arms was completely ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was very predictable, and we expected that to happen. But if it didn't happen, we'd say like, "Well, what the fuck? What was the whole point of Jorah mm-hmm. then? If he didn't die, right. saving Jay- Danny, we, we you know, knew like, Brienne. Brienne was going to save Jamie, and Jamie was going to save Brienne, and that both that happened both. Yeah, you know. Uh, again, yeah, I. I'm I saying I'm, a more interested, I'm more interested in the dynamic between what's going to happen next, who's going to actually get the fucking throne, because this is about the throne. It's about it's called Game of Thrones. It's not it's not called Let's Beat the Night King. Right. But I think my friend, Micro Show over at GameSpot summarizes my my frustrations perfectly with these questions. Why did any of this matter? To give Arya a cool hero moment so Bran could keep doing absolutely nothing, so Theon could die pointlessly? The litanies of whys, whats, and wheres won't start marching through my mind. What has Melisandre been doing in Volantis since last season? Where was undead Rickon Stark or any other recognizable character when the Stark corpses came alive in the crypts? Why was there so much foreshadowing about the crypts if nobody important was going to die down there? Why does the show refuse to acknowledge ghosts or include the dire wolf in any meaningful way? Why did Jon's revelation to Danny, one of the most important plot lines in the entire season, series occur right before the battle if it wasn't going to have any bearing on the events of this episode. Yeah. All incredibly valid questions. It would be like in the MCU if Infinity War ended with someone just like Captain America just punching Thanos in the face and he dies. How about we don't talk about endgame spoilers on this episode? No, it was Infinity War. Right. I Infinity but War. I wanted to just like cut it off before anything else happened. Oh, yeah. I mean... <laughs> Just protecting the people. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but I'm saying if Infinity War, if after, right. you know, at that yeah. point, 20 movies of buildup of this bad guy that is behind the scenes doing everything, mm-hmm. which is Night King, and now he's just gone. Right. Which, ah, it's just so, so disappointing. It was cool. Arya killing him was very cool. Mm-hmm. It was. It was a very cool moment. I wrote, fuck yeah, Arya Stark in big, bold letters yeah. in my notes. We have was three a, more was... episodes to go for them to present the next, the final conflict, and for them to resolve it all with these characters. And we'll, we'll see, see how, how it goes. We'll see yeah. how they uh, stick So we're rooting in. for deaths now. Well, it's it's not no. even that. We're rooting for a good story. Like, yeah. make a good fucking story. I don't care. Yeah. If no one dies from Me now too. on. Just make it fucking cool. Make it have meaning, yeah. right? Yeah. If somebody's going to live, make the make the them living like mean something, and right? And stop the cutaways. Like enough. Well, I feel like you guys are judging. I mean, granted, yes, we are reviewing this specific episode, but the other two episodes before that that came right before this, we all glowingly loved. Yes, but now and they're I think weaker. we're all going to gl- I don't think they're weaker at all. Oh, I think you've okay. take I think you've done what they needed to do, which was they took their main characters that you give a shit about and you put them in a very 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 difficult predicament. And that's what we all ca- that's 
I'm going to spoil it for you guys. When characters are winning and everything's great, shows are fucking boring. So now they're up against their backs are literally up against the wall and it's going to be fucking fascinating to see what they do and how they, they try to win this. I don't disagree with you. They got, I half, they got one and a half dragons. I don't, we don't know if the other one's still in play. I think the, the thing though is that you what you just said is impactful because after they fought what's supposed to be the greatest fight to end all fights and they somehow managed to survive the good guys win which I think we can agree is like hooray they didn't all die is that now it's like oh you're gonna try to tell me that this fight for the fucking Iron Throne was Cersei means Cersei something? and Euron right like how is that supposed to Cersei mean something compared to what they just overcame I just like it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult I, I'm very curious now what's gonna happen in the next episode because I think elephants the next episode <laughs> could make or break point. what happens in this final season I mean I trust the showrunners to not fuck up the final ending of the show but I was just like let down by what happened in yeah. this episode this, this is this episode was a sign to me that I don't necessarily trust that they're gonna do this mm. like I trusted them with season 7 of like all the changes they made and like the choices they made I'm like cool you're building towards something and now I'm like I don't know that I like what you're building towards I, I really believe that the next series that they announced that is 8,000 years in the past like I really feel like the big sell is gonna be like hey we're gonna tell you about like what the Night King is and like where that all came from and I feel like the reason why we didn't get that here is to build that up there. So, uh, next episode is an hour and eighteen minutes, so four minutes less than than cool. this one. And then the final couple, we got one twenty and then one twenty as well. So we'll see. We'll see how they do it. Uh, until next time. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>